Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for May 31st, 2019. This is episode number 22. I'm sitting in my favorite chair by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It is clear and sunny out at 7 a.m. I think it's 7 a.m. What time is it? 6.42 a.m. Um, we've had a lot of rain this month, one of the wettest months in recent New York City history. We've had a lot of rain this week, a lot of storms, like the rest of the country. Uh, and it rained overnight, or last night. And now it is sunny out. Everything is still wet, but looks like it will dry soon. Um, and it's the last day of May, which went fast. So, uh, what's been going on the last two weeks? Well, I think the day that I recorded episode 21, two weeks ago, I was going to see the National that evening, because uh, it was the release date for their new album, I Am Easy to Find. So I went to this place called the iHeart Theater, which is on 6th Avenue in Tribeca at 32 6th Avenue. Um, near Lispinard, basically, or Walker, or one of those, and um, it's weird. It's it's in this office building, this like old nineteen thirties office building, and you walk in the lobby door as you would any other office building, and then you're in a big lobby. But immediately to your left, when you walk in, is it's like a mall. It's like the opening of this theater with like a logo lit up and everything, you know, it's like walking through a mall and you like walk past the entrance to, um, Applebee's. It's like you walk into this lobby and it's spare office lobby, pretty big cause it's an old building, but then to the left is this Applebee's, but instead it's iHeartRadio theater. And, um, you know, it's pretty nice in there. It's basically meant to be a broadcast space, uh, with a, with a small amount of audience. I'd call it Essentially, the capacity of the Mercury Lounge, like a couple hundred max. Um, it's a little deeper than the Mercury Lounge, which is wide, wide and not deep. Um, it's more like a. I, I'd say the whole the whole thing is like slightly deeper than it is wide, but it's, it's small. Like even if you're at the back, um, it you're very close. And yeah, so it was actually it was an actual broadcast because they went on right at seven um, with a radio announcer. Uh, they played a song and then there would be two minutes of interview and then another song, two minutes of interview. And till near the end, they played a couple of songs in a row. Uh, but it was fun. And then after that, there was a party for, I guess, ostensibly the album release. So it was just kind of fun to go hang out and have drinks and hors d'oeuvres with everyone and stayed pretty late, like past midnight, I think, maybe midnight. And um, yeah, it took a very short car ride back to back to Brooklyn. So that was a fun night. Um, that was two weekends ago. What, have, what else happened that weekend? I think the other exciting news, which is not as exciting, but um, my friend Nathan Walker, who is an internet friend and who has done, he's a publicist and he's done PR work for um, some records I've been involved with over the years. So he lives in Detroit currently. I think he lived in the Pacific Northwest for a while. And um he and his family were in town to run the Brooklyn Half Marathon, and so they hunkered down for a few hours at Three's Brewing, and so I went over and hung out. It was great to hang out. I think I missed Mike, uh, my friend Mike Newman from Beyond. Beyond is Beyond Records by a few minutes. 
I was late because I was dealing with this weird busted light in our bathroom, which is in our vanity light. We have a nice modern bathroom because we're our place is kind of new. It's new construction and and it's a forty five inch long LED bulb and uh, every few years it runs out. It just goes out and so. I had to figure out, I had to remember how to take the cover off this thing, which took me like half an hour um, until my sister-in-law texted and said, oh, just use a butter knife to, you know, slide it in for leverage because it's plastic, it won't break. I was like, oh, then it came right out. Then I remembered. LED bulb light bulbs have like an interesting way they plug in. So watched a YouTube video, then I took it out and I took pictures of it and I rode my bike first over to Threes to see Nathan and his family and then um. And then over to the the Lowe's on Smith and Ninth, and uh, I walked in and I couldn't find this bulb right away, and I had to ask for help. And it turns out that since I bought this bulb three years ago, they have slightly upgraded the capacity of power that the bulb has, and and when they do that, they change the numbers they put on the packaging because they basically say this is an X bulb that performs as this amount of X power. And so I couldn't find the exact specifics and parameters I was seeking. And the guy was like, oh, this is it. Because, you know, what they mean is it's just more powerful now. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, I'll take it. And at this point, it was probably 8 p.m. on a Sunday. Um, Still light out. I rode my bike up Smith Street carrying very gently in my my, uh, (laughs) right hand these two 45-inch long tubes in, you know, and uh, that night was Game of Thrones too. I went upstairs and watched Game of Thrones with my brother and sister-in-law. I thought it was okay, and that's about it. But I'm also not a huge fan. I just started watching this year, but it seemed to me that the whole season was didn't live up to potential. But I say that as an outsider. So, um, but anyway, uh, oh, saw a movie in a movie theater. Uh, also. Um, we had, had our team outing at Decider. Uh, we went to see John Wick 3. First, we had some drinks at Dave & Buster's on 42nd Street, which is a classic uh, media drinks place. I'm just kidding. Um, but we went there. And then in that same uh, building is the AMC Theater. And so we saw John Wick 3. And it's not my usual thing because it's very, very violent. And I spent a lot of probably... 10 cumulative minutes not looking at the screen but um it was a fun movie um i'm glad i saw it it's like i see the um i see the buzz about why these movies are so popular and why keanu reeves is thankfully enjoying a nice uh keanu sense it seems renaissance out there so that was fun um Let's see. I think the next night we had our monthly Grateful Dead night at Three's Brewing. Scott was there. All three of us, all three of us DJs were there. Scott and um, Devin Dorf and Bradley Goodman and and me. And we had a good crew. We had uh, had my friends Gabe, Micah, Christine, um, my my friend and old coworker Jackie was there uh, with her crew. Um, my friend Dan Featherston uh, used to drum in the Oxford Collapse. Came with a friend, Kara, uh, my friend Kara, and our and our friend Meg um, were there. Mike Newman from Beyond Beyond is Beyond was there. He's uh, Josh Dialman, of course, one of the partners of Threes. Um, and 
who else? I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. Oh, uh, my newish friend, Eric, who is a uh, product guy over at the New York Times and a long-running deadhead, he was there. And Gabe, my friend and bandmate. And others too, I think. I just can't remember. But it was really cool. We had posters that um, Daryl Norson up in Boston designed. He's just a great design and album art designer. Um, and Scott had the printed up uh, Rizo printing, I think he called it. It's like a Japanese method of printing. And he had them print them up, printed up. And we have some, we gave them away. And they're really beautiful. And I don't know where I'm going to put this one. I still have like several posters I want to frame. The only problem is framing is expensive. So I might try some like online frame place that my friend Kevin Carney recommended. But also our apartment is so small, we actually don't really have the space because the main huge wall is dominated by this custom shelving, which is awesome, but means we can't hang anything up. So I don't know, but right now I've got a few copies of this poster down by my drums in the basement and um beautiful, beautiful poster. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend last weekend. Um, Govern- Ga- uh, Gowanus Yacht Club, which is the beloved seasonal outdoor bar in Carroll Gardens, open for the season. It is literally just a patch of ground. I don't know. I'm terrible at square footage, but um, 500 square feet, that might be it. Um, it's just a small place. And uh, it opened for the season, so that was fun. Um, it was packed that first mem- Friday of Memorial Day. Got there after work um, with Micah and our friend Peter, and yeah, it was like every table was full. There was a lot of a lot of people coming in and out. Went to Governor's Island with the family on Saturday, and every year Governor's Island gets a little better. We took the ferry from Pier Six in Brooklyn, and. Um, it drops you at Yankee Pier, which is the the dock on the east side of the island, um, not the northern dock that handles the Manhattan landings. Um, yeah, so we walked around, um, rented a Surrey, you know, those kind of like cart bicycle things. And it was pretty fun. I spent a few hours on Governor's Island. Um, it's Fleet Week in New York, so... There was a ship called the USS Hue City that was docked at the uh, Red Hook um, Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. So we went and waited for like an hour and a half, which I don't think we would have waited if we knew it was, the line was that long. But glad we did because the tour itself was awesome. And um, the following day in Carroll Park here in the neighborhood, I went to the annual Memorial Day service at 11 a.m. And by complete coincidence, two of the officers from the USS Hawaii City happened to be walking through the neighborhood. So they were invited to, you know, give a few words at the ceremony. And I got to speak to them after I told them I was there on their ship. And um, yeah, it turns out they were walking through the neighborhood because they were on a beer crawl, which they had been on all weekend. And they'd already gone to other half and they were planning to go to Three's Brewing. And they were walking around waiting for breweries to open. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, getting getting that brings us all the way up to this week. Um, earlier this week, I had drinks at the Brandy Library in Tribeca with my old high school friends Joe and Tucker and um, Joe Zawatsky and John Tucker. And it was that place is like I guess nice. I hadn't been there in over ten years um, because Foursquare told me I'd never checked in there, which means I've not been there since Foursquare launched in two thousand nine. But you know, it's really nice for what it is. But 
I dropped a lot of money on basically two shots of alcohol and some hors d'oeuvres. So I think next time we meet up, I will choose the spot. Um, but it was nice to be in there. There's like, you know, any any liquor you can think of is offered. Um, and then Garden of the Ark, uh, <clears throat> who I play with, Garden of the Ark, we played a show at the Kingsland in Greenpoint, which is this super dive, awesomely dive. Um way in the southeastern corner of Greenpoint, like on Norman Avenue, almost where it ends, like against Newtown Creek. And it was fun. It was like a very stormy night. It was the second of two, like almost tornado-like conditions in New York in a row. So we we had very little turnout, but we did have a good crew of like dedicated friends there. And it was a lot of fun. Um, But it reminded me that I should always check the drums if I can before I actually go up on stage to play because there was no sound check. It was not one of those nights. And so by the time I got up there, the previous band's drummer had set up and I didn't realize until halfway through the first second song that um, it was far, it was too close to the wall and I couldn't move my arms back. I was hating the wall while playing. And so I had to adjust and I was just like, oh no, like, because so much of playing is, you know, your muscle memory and you're in the flow. And then I was like, keep kept having to compensate for the wall. And so that was a good note to myself to just um, <laughs> make sure I actually have arm clearance. So yeah, that was the, the last couple of weeks of, of life. Um, Oliver still having a um, tough time getting up in the morning and He's sort of been very attached to Julie and not me, but yeah, that's the way it goes. There are these phases, but um, so we'll see. But he's also very slowly starting to try to go to bed on his own. We're not telling him to do it, but I can see him wanting to do it because he wants to spend more and more time reading books alone. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Music from the past few weeks, um, I've... Well, I should start with books because I finished the book Sticky Fingers by Joe Hagen, the Jan Wenner bio. It's pretty amazing. And Mick Jagger's all over that book because Jan Wenner just really wanted to be his best friend. And then, But they also legally had issues because of the name Rolling Stone. So anyway, I would be reading that book and it got me to like put on some old Stones albums. So I listened to Let It Bleed and um, like Between the Buttons and Beggar's Banquet, Sticky Fingers, all these albums that I know very well but haven't listened to in years. And yeah, they're such great albums. And um, then randomly I listen to Steel Wheels, which I really like, the 89 record. And um, I also listen to part of Voodoo Lounge from 1994, which I hadn't listened to in ages. And that's not a bad album either. Um, but yeah, some of those Stones albums, the um, you know the early classic run is obviously just amazing. Um, I listen to Send Aid by Chuck Cleaver, who's the lead singer of Wussy, uh, the great Cincinnati band. Chuck was in the Ass Ponies, too. He has a solo record. It, he announced it. It went up for pre-order. It's coming out in July. And I went to listen to the first single on Spotify. And lo and behold, the whole album was there. And it was clearly a mistake. But I listened to the whole album for like like three times in a row because it's like 29 minutes. And it's really good. So in July, listen to the Chuck Cleaver record. It's funny, I tried to download it, which I was successful for that day, and then I've gone back and looked at it in my in my downloads in Spotify, and um, and it's no longer there because they took it down, and there's this little E next to all the tracks, and I don't know what that means. It can't mean explicit, right? But uh, I don't know. I should Google that. Let's see. I listened to Furboni, which is the surprise solo record by Joe Russo. Um, 
friend and drummer. Um, he's in Joe Russo's Almost Dead, Benevento Russo duo. He was in Further, um, plays with Craig Finn, and um, he made a solo record with Dan Goodwin up, I think, up in Woodstock, um, and um, some other friends are on it, like Josh Kaufman's on a song or two, and it's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I was really impressed. Um, I think Joe has just made a great, great record. So Fur Boney by Joe Russo. And it's funny, if you go to listen on streaming services, there's another artist called Joe Russo, which is clearly not Joe, but they've sort of like mixed them up. And so it's like the other Joe Russo's photo with his album, which seems to be kind of like straight ahead blues. <laughs> and um, then, but Joe Russo, our Joe Russo has his album and under this, under this guy's profile. So it's kind of confusing. Um, anyway. Listen to the Here Comes the Cowboy by Mac DeMarco. I liked the first single he did. Um, didn't re- The rest of the album's kind of boring for me, but I like it. My friend Scott really loved it, so I was just like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And then I um, saw a picture of Roger Waters on the 6 train on Stereo Gum, and um, that got me to listen to some old Pink Floyd albums yesterday. So I listened to Adam Hart Mother, which I always want to like more than I do. Um, it has some great songs on there like like If and Fat Old Son, but, you know, Adam Hart Mother, the song isn't really great. It's more of like a movie soundtrack, and I think they were just <laughs> experimenting. And Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast also is like not my cup of tea, really, but I listen to Metal, which is, of course, an incredible album. And I listen to the a lot of the solo songs on Amagama, which they the band hates, but very interesting to listen to. Anyway, um, so that was music. And then as for, let's see, getting down to beer this week, as usual, still drinking a lot of other half. I think I had some double dry hop space daydream, some um, dipperoos, which they call ruse because um, it has some Australian hops in it or something. Both great. Um, Bar Great Harry last week had a couple of Hill, Hill Farmstead from Vermont beers. They had one called Foster, which was described as a black IPA. And I was like, what's it like? They're like, oh, well, it's kind of like an IPA that looks like a porter. And I was like, great, I'll try it. But really, it was more like what they would, what people call a smoked IPA, you know, smoky, which I wish I hadn't gotten a full pint of because I can enjoy a very small glass of that. But then I'm ready to move on. Um, so those were the main beers. And Threes Brewing had a couple of new beers. And I didn't record them in my untapped profile. So I can't remember, but as usual, Threes has great, great beer, of course. Um, And I guess that's it for this week. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Went through music, books, beer. Let's see, this weekend is my older niece's birthday, so there'll be a nice, like, pizza and party. She's having a sleepover, so that'll be fun upstairs. So get to go up for some pizza and singing. And, um, oh, we got her... uh, trick handle for her birthday cake so that'll be funny um what else guess that's it i watched game one of the nba finals and toronto's in it the raptors they're playing really well so i'm I'm, i feel like i should root for them they're the only toronto team i don't outright root for because i you know i used to live up there but i was i was up there when um i was always up there when when the team was announced and they had a fan vote to name the team and jurassic park had just come out and so Raptors won, and I'm so I hold this gr- decades-long grudge against the city and the team for accepting this like name, just because like this movie happened to be big back then. Um, and now they call like the 
the little like town square area outside the arena, Jurassic Park. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so like cheesy. But anyway, they are a good team and they're playing well and they're kind of like the kind of team that NBA fans should should root for. So I guess I want them to win, but just like Raptors. And also in the final 10, 10 finalists for the name, T-Rex was one, like T-R-E-X. So it could have been the Toronto T-Rex in the finals. My choice was the Hogs, H-O-G-S, which would have been simple and pretty badass, but didn't win. So, yeah, otherwise I would be very much rooting for the Toronto Hogs, um, but I guess I'm begrudgingly rooting for the Raptors. Um, so that's the NBA Finals, and I guess that's it. I'm, it's at 7 a.m. now. I'm going to go for a run before Oliver wakes up. Um, so that's that's it for episode number 22 of the Conrad Life Report. Reporting from my favorite chair by the window in Carroll Gardens and looking out at the sunny sky. And um, yeah, have a great weekend and I'll see you back, hopefully not in two weeks again, but hope maybe next week. Um, all right, take care.